Strap in, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, everyone, to episode 31 of the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. I am Leo, joined by Cody via Skype. What's up, Cody? Hey, what's up, man? Not much. Just here trying to recover from my week of wrestling that's going to start all over again today. Yep. Long week. Lots of wrestling. Yep, so as promised, uh, here's our Monday episode, which you should be able to listen to Monday afternoon. Um, Today's episode, we're going to just kind of cover a little bit last week and what we expect to see uh, this week as a result of that. So we're going to try to keep it in order. Um, I know there's a lot of negativity uh, today. but we're gonna we're gonna try to highlight some of the stuff that happened throughout the week, where we think it's going, or just I don't know some of it. I don't know where the fuck it's going. So just just bear with us. <laughs> so I guess uh, you know uh, it's a week ago. Uh, last Raw was the season premiere, and they brought back uh, the pyro, um, new logo, kind of new look. Um, highlights of it, I guess, just to start off the show, Mysterio comes out, you know, starts saying he's going to dedicate the universal title match to his son. This is a universal title match that Ray got the opportunity to get to by winning a fatal five-way elimination Um, the previous week. It's a match they'd hyped all week, um, which, you know, people want to see. Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio should be a good match. Comes out at the top. Lesnar comes out, fucking destroys him, destroys Dominic, his son. And then now we don't have a universal title match. Um, yeah. Throughout the show, they kind of tease, like, well, who's going to be, you know, who's going to, go for the title and this, this, and that. Um, and then we have this segment with uh, <laughs> Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan on Vince TV, and they kind of start talking shit to each other. And I honestly thought they were going <laughs> to... They were going to set match. something up One for more. Crown Jewel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so was I. I I dug the segment though. I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, Flair doesn't take anything serious anymore. Like he just he doesn't care. Like he can go backstage and get ripped by Vince and Triple H, even if, if they didn't like the segment. He doesn't give a fuck. That's... I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I was nervous. Uh, and then what I thought was great was like uh, 
They announced the Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Um, That's the first time ever, right? <laughs> not according to TNA. Uh, <laughs> TNA Boy, kinda, Impact jumped right on that. They're like, oh, we've seen this shit before. Yeah, they kind of trolled WWE with, with uh, a tweet and a picture of when they did it in TNA way back when. And so um thought that was cool. Uh We'll see where this goes. But anyways, this led to uh, Randy Orton going with Team Flair. Um, Seth Rollins going with Team Hogan. And then um, King Corbin comes out. And this causes Rusev to come out and save Seth Rollins. And then say, well, now you owe me a title match. So this is our title match for the night. Which... Again, should be good. Um, not what I wanted to see. Wanted to see Rey Mysterio against mm. uh, Seth Rollins, but Russo will do. And then at the end of the show, <laughs> Lana comes out, or Bobby Lashley comes out, and Lana comes out with him. Mm. Um, you could see Rusev's displeasure. That could have been it. We would have got the point. No. They decide to kiss. Okay. We get it. But then they decide to fucking tongue fuck each other for <laughs> what seemed like forever. And very, very awkward to watch. Yeah. And it's just like Jesus. Like I'm surprised he didn't whoop it out and start sticking it right there. It was like Jesus it, Christ. Yeah. And uh so that was <sighs> That was wrong. And then, like, you go from that, and then the lights go out, and all of a sudden you get get the fiend that comes out and attacks Seth Rollins. And it's like, that's like a 180. You know what I mean? So, Raw in review, uh, the way I was left uh, after Raw... um, I was left questioning a lot of things. Like, okay, obviously there's a feud between Rusev and Bobby Lashley. Did they have to do all that? I don't think so, but there it is. Okay, that happened. Um, Another thing is Mysterio got destroyed by Lesnar. What does this mean um, for Lesnar? A lot of people thought um, that that would mean that Ray would come out and cost... Uh, Lesnar the title on Friday Night Smackdown since he was going to go against Kofi Kingston, which we'll get into a little bit later. Um, But I could also see WWE just doing it because because they've done things just just to shock and awe, and then it doesn't go anywhere. So that's kind of where I thought it was going to go. Just, hey, he's going to come out. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe Ray's injured. Maybe he's got some heat backstage. I I wasn't sure what to think after Monday Night Raw. Right. Um, well, if they were going strictly for heat for Lesnar, because they wanted to build heat for Friday, and they figured, well, we got to take out, you know, the traditional underdog babyface. There's no, you know, they're trying to build that in Kofi, which they have to an extent. Well, then you go to the next best thing. The biggest underdog baby face of all time is Ray. 
So it's a good way for Lesnar to get heat going in the Friday is come out and lay those, lay Ray and Dominic out. And then that makes the fans like they drew heat. I mean, they really did. They were. But yeah, I mean, it's a sucky way to see Ray go, go down. I mean, if, at least give him a kind of a fighting chance, I guess. Yeah. So, <clears throat> anyways, that was our raw. And then after that, we had the debut of AEW Dynamite on TNT. Um, what do you think overall of the show? I mean, before we get into some of the matches, um, solid. Like really, really. Like production value wise, like it held. Like it's kind of been cool to watch everything AEW's done since like oh, um, since Double or Nothing, their first quote unquote show, all the way up until their first TV debut, because you could see how the production value got better each time, and it really showed on Wednesday night. That was. It was a well, it flowed well throughout the whole show. Like, it wasn't oversaturated with too much wrestling, and it wasn't oversaturated with too much entertainment like WWE would be, like too much backstage shit. You know, everything that was built, like, had meaning. Like, So, I thought it was a... Kind of how you mentioned, like a good somewhere. flow, like uh, like it it didn't seem like a two hour show, like everything kind of just went and meshed well and stuff like that. And so, I thought the commentary team was was good, was better, mm-hmm. um, with Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, and and Jim Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean they they still got some some stuff to do, but I thought it was better. And then um, the matches were good. Like the the Cody Rhodes, Sammy Guevara, uh, mm-hmm. it was decent. Um, the women's title match uh, was was good too. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think uh, the right person won. I just want to see how they sell it. So one of the big things WWE and we've heard we can't confirm, obviously. Um, but one of the big things where Asuka isn't pushed like she was in NXT is that language barrier and she can't connect with the fans and this, this, and that. Um, but it, it's similar with Riho. So if Riho can come out and show what she has in the ring, I don't think she needs to do like the promo work or whatever that uh, a WWE person would need to do do you know what i mean right and so one of the one of the things that's been said and again we can't either confirm or deny is that oscar kind of lost her push because she wouldn't or couldn't um get past that language barrier like she wasn't um you know doing that and so um with AEW, like they they put the title where they could have put it somewhere else like i i always thought it was going to be Britt Baker. 
Um, That's who I figured they were going towards first. I mean, first woman signed one of the bigger names in that division coming out of the indie market. Yeah. You know, and so um, them going with Rico is, is both interesting. And I guess, I guess we'll kind of see how it goes from there. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kenny Omega coming out at the end of the match. I don't know if that's going to signal something like um, either like a mixed tag or an intergender. Um, yeah, I, see, I, I'm glad you said that because I was thinking the exact same thing. Because I mean, you could you could see it between if Kenny had say an intergender match, which he has done before, um, you would think that Nyla Rose would be the opponent, right? Because it's a believable somewhat believable thing to well, happen she, so she used to be a dude so true <laughs> no but i i it's don't true. think they should go that route <laughs> i don't think uh they should go uh the intergender route uh especially for like i think kenny omega star power and stuff like that um, right. i think uh there's just plenty of male opponents and there's plenty of female opponents to keep that separate but if they maybe wanted to do like a, a mixed tag, I don't think that would be terrible, but um, it does add a kind of a, a little bit of wrinkle what, what could happen next. Um, so that, you know, you get your first women's champion in Riho. Um, they had some, I guess, celebrities. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob kind of introduced tag titles. Um Tag titles look okay to me. Like they, they, they're not, they're not as, as, uh, how do I say it? They're not as awesome looking to me as the the main title and and the women's title. Um, but, yeah, they kind of went a different route with them, where the the women's title and the men's title is very old school, big beltish, you know. Lots of gold, and these ones, like, yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, they they look cool. It's, it's almost like you could tell, like, who got to design each belt. You know, sleeping bucks were like, well, we want more of a modern look. You know, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, they're not they're not terrible looking. They're just they're not as good looking as the other ones. But right, um, we got we got those belts. Uh, we got. Uh, the um, Pac and Hangman match, which was yep. was really good. Really I good. Thought. Um, and then we had the the main event three on three. So mm-hmm. there's a lot going on in this match. the The high points would be, um, and still it doesn't make sense to me. And I might have missed it. I might have missed it, but I I don't think I did. Um. Moxley comes out, attacks Kenny Omega, takes him backstage, puts him through a glass table. Cool spot. My thing is, is was this announced to be a no disqualification match? Because this happened right in front of the fucking ref. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they kind of just went with it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my question there. It's like, did someone drop the ball was the ref supposed to be out at that time? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, 
from there on, it, it kind of went like a two on three. Um, the Bucks lost to Santana, Ortiz, and Jericho. And then at the end of it, they continue to start beating them up. Cody Rhodes comes out. Um, then Sammy Guevara comes out um, to attack Cody Rhodes. And then I think uh, Dustin, Dustin comes, comes out next. Dustin mm-hmm. Rhodes to help out his brother. And then uh, it, does he go by Jack Hager? Hager? Yeah, Jake Hager is, that, is Jake actually Hager. okay. So Jack's his real name is actually Jake Hager. So he is going by his real legit shoot name now, which he did when he was fighting in Bator and everything too. Yeah, he had to. So Jack yeah. Swagger is owned by WWE. That's kind right. of where he made his name in wrestling. Um, right. But uh, I think this is good. Um He's, he's, I think, built more of a, I don't know. He's made me care more about him since he's left the WWE. And so he's not just relying on the WWE, what he did there. So he's, this guy's a legit badass. Um, he's put on a lot more muscle than he had. Um, he's, like you said, he's fought in Bellator. Uh I just hope they keep it more grounded and it doesn't become a Lesnar type deal. Right. Like we all know he's a badass, but these other guys that he's going to come in and wrestle, they have to get in some offense too. Right. And so I think if they, if they can do that and yeah, he's a threat no matter what, but he's not unbeatable. He's not a monster. He's not going to come in and do suplex city on you. Um, if they don't copy that and they just, yeah, it's it's two different sports, but this guy's a legit badass. And if they approach it that way, um, I think I think this will be good. Um, everything I've seen reported, even from AEW themselves, they're making it sound like this is a new faction. Yeah, like these these uh, what is it? Five six dudes. Yeah, these. These six guys or five guys are, are a new faction. And there you so, go. There's your name. It's five guys. I mean, that's not taken, is it? <laughs> yeah, I think that might be taken. I don't I don't know if that's as threatening as they want it that, to be. Though. Now I'm hungry. Shit. <laughs> so um I guess we'll see if, if it actually is a faction or if it was just kind of a one off of heels. Um, to me, what it felt like was, okay, so you have all of these fan favorites, kind of, you don't know who to cheer for, um, uh, pseudo baby faces, pseudo heels. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think, so Moxley wasn't with these guys. He had his own issue with Omega. Yeah. He comes yeah. out, does his thing. But these guys... And they clearly I, separated it, which was good. I mean, yeah. it was a whole different agenda. So what these guys did, I think, was kind of come in and establish who the heels are. So you got mm-hmm. the guys that you kind of don't know if you should root for or not or just think are awesome athletes. And then you got these guys who are going to be your heels, who are going to get the heat, who you're going to boo, 
and who they go against, you're going to cheer. Mm-hmm. So I think it did a good job in establishing that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so overall, I think it was a good show, uh, especially to start. I think it gave fans um, what to look for. I thought the ending might have been a little too much, just with everyone kind of running in. And... Yeah, it was a little. It was a little tornadoed right there at the end, but still came off pretty good. I yeah. popped when Spy came out. Or hater. Yeah, sorry. It, it was. It was. I think it helped that the crowd was really into it, so the crowd was good, and, and that always helps your show. Um, I believe. And so that that was good. Uh, so then we can now we can go on into the other show that happened uh, that Wednesday night uh, on NXT on the USA Network. Um, I didn't watch as much of this as I would have liked or had time to, uh, but I did watch like the the main matches. And so um, mm. we can we can get into that. We didn't really have it. We didn't have any title changes. Um, we did have some surprises, and so we can go into what, what this means. Um, but it was Matt Riddle against Adam Cole, and what Trump. I thought was was a good match. It was really fast-paced, which was yeah. I Across me. the board Wednesday, I thought it was match of the night. Yeah, it was, it was, it was like no slowing down, which mm-hmm. I thought they might do some of just, uh, you know, with – with uh, some of the stuff we've seen come from Cole, like recently with Gargano, where they kind of slow it down a little bit, and then with Matt Riddle with his his Matt base stuff, um, but it was just fast. It was just you know back and forth. It was a good match. Then at the end of it, Finn Balor comes back mm-hmm. um, and makes it seem like he's part of NXT now. And it was it was cool to see, uh, but me personally, I feel like it's a knockdown for Balor. Like, okay, NXT is its own brand. Everybody says it. Uh, okay, we we get it. Um, but it's still a dude who was on the main brand. It's still a guy who was your first Universal Champion. And now he's going back to NXT to where he kind of had to prove himself to get to the main brand. So I think it does well in giving your Wednesday nights some some star power, especially a fan favorite like Finn Balor. Um, but he needs more character development. And unless he's going to get it there in NXT, um, I thought it's kind of a knockdown for... For Balor. Like, we're not going to get a payoff from when Bray Wyatt came out and destroyed him. You know, Bray Wyatt, I understand, is in, is in his own program right now. Um, but now it's kind of like, hey, he took me out. I was gone for two months. But now I'm back on this other completely different brand, and I'm not going to see him anymore or anything like that. So that's my opinion. <clears throat> yeah. I didn't. I didn't think of it as nearly too much of a knockdown. I thought of it as. I thought it as a strategic move that they knew Triple H knew that Finn Balor was going to get that NXT pop that he did, and he wanted that because of what he was going up against on Wednesday with AEW. So he knew he needed. 
he knew he needed a, a shock moment at the beginning of the show. So he wanted to start the show hot to keep everybody tuned into him. So that's why he put, I mean, most people would think, why would you put the NXT championship match first on a show? Well, because you want to start off hot for one, he knew what they were starting off a show with, which was, you know, Cody Rhodes against an up and comer that, you know, unless you're a diehard wrestling fan, you don't know who Sammy Guevara is. I mean, so, but at the same time, so we can skip to the end of the show real quick. Um, the Street Profits win against the Undisputed Era. Undisputed uh, Era won. And then at the end, Adam Cole's going up the ramp. And Tommaso Ciampa comes back. Mm-hmm. To me, that was a bigger deal than Finn Balor. Oh, and, oh and nothing absolutely. against Finn Balor, but, um, you know, Tommaso's been out on injury. He's really built a name for himself down in NXT. Him and Gargano have put on just the best possible matches of uh, a lot of, you know, I'd say as far as feuds and matches go um, in the last three, four years, next to Kenny Omega and Okada, those are up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, most you're 100% <clears throat> right. And so when he came back, I thought that was that was awesome. And so yeah, I was... That, you got those two that come back, and they're both. It's, it looks like they're going to be vying for the NXT title, right? Um, does we mention the the Street Profits and then the Speed Era? I thought that was a good match. Yeah, I'm. I'm. So I've obviously Street Profits have been around for a minute. I mean, but I would say over their last year is when i've really bought into their their work like their in-ring work is fucking phenomenal both of those dudes are just stellar athletes montez ford if he ever broke out into a singles capacity like you look at like the cruiserweight division now he's just he's fun to watch he really really is and he team him up with angelo angelo dawkins and you put that duo together and they're just so polarizing and they're just, their entertainment value is just up there. But then when it comes down to being serious and backing that shit up in the ring, man, they can, they can put on a show and I want to, I personally want them to stay down in NXT, but I kind of feel like with them not having the NXT straps anymore, like I feel like, a push to the other, like one of the other brands is going to happen. Obviously we're going to be having a draft here pretty soon. So who knows what the fuck's going to happen? Fuck. We could have AJ Styles show up in NXT. I don't think that'll happen, but yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. So, um, one of the things too is, is you're still, you're still, I I think your big money maker and stuff is going to be on, Raw and SmackDown as far mm-hmm. as your your bigger live crowds because NXT, f- for the most part, at least for now, is going to be in front of, what, 400 fans at Full Sail University, and you're going to need some drawing power to fill up these big arenas 
for Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So that was another reason I felt like this was kind of a knock on Balor. Like just, you know, um, we don't need you to fill these arenas. And, and, you know, a lot of people don't might not take it that way, but it's kind of like, I don't know. I think I think of it that way. And I don't think you're going to get a bunch of, of stars down in NXT. I don't think you need to. So I think you have a really good product that um, the the wrestling fan is is comfortable there. If you put a bunch of like uh, main roster guys and start, because the style is still different than WWE. It's a little bit more hard hitting. It's based more around the wrestling aspect of it, um, and instead of the entertainment aspect of it. So if you get a bunch of you know, kind of established entertainer type guys down in NXT. It's going to take away from that feel. I agree. Um, anyways, we had the the women's match with Shayna, ba- Shayna Baszler and, and Cancel Ray. That was good. That yeah, was, that, was that was a really good, good match. Um, but now it's it's still kind of the point. Like, okay, so who? Who's I mean, next? she's running out. She's running out of Baszler. people like, in NXT. Yeah, I mean, what? I, it is literally getting to the point where, like, I want to pull up the roster for the women's division in NXT and go, and just start like xing out people's faces, like you know, like Bray Wyatt does in the Funhouse. Yeah, and just like because she's ran, she's ran through everybody. Yep. So I guess that's interesting to see where we go next. Um, maybe we'll get one of, you know, we'll get someone from that's being underutilized because honestly on Raw and SmackDown, if you're not one of the whore, four horse women, you're kind of, you're kind of left there and fray, you but know, boy, how they do those, how they do Sasha and Bailey dirty. Holy shit. Okay. I won't get <laughs> started, but, uh, so yeah, um, that was NXT. I thought it was good. Uh, obviously, on the ratings front, uh, AEW won out. Mm-hmm. Um, first show, uh, WWE did congratulate them, um, yeah, which is interesting because they, up to this point, you know, they don't, they don't really. It, it's it's been brought up, and I think Triple H has addressed them, and even Vince when he's had to. Um, but for the most part, um, they don't recognize anybody else outside of their WWE universe. Nope, they don't. And, and so them doing that was interesting. Um, it's almost like they did it to, cause they knew that they were going to like the internet was going to be buzzing after Wednesday and they just did it just to like almost put some clickbait out there to be like oh wwe congratulates aew just almost like make it to where people didn't go like get on their soapboxes and start you know oh aew is so much better it's almost like well shit it's no fun to make fun of wwe when they're congratulating them (laughs) so they almost like got in front of all the the bullshit you know yeah that's kind of how i seen it which Hopefully it was genuine. Hopefully, like Vince and Hunter actually were like, eh, they did yeah. good. 
<laughs> Whatever. You knew goddamn know that they were watching. Yeah. But, Guaranteed you know, they were watching. It's, it's, uh, I don't give a shit about the ratings. You know, I'm going to watch what I want to watch. But exactly. I know, I know as a business front, it's a big aspect of uh, being successful and, and stuff like that. And so, um, hopefully, this doesn't affect in ring product in either company you know where AEW falls and they're like oh well we need a we need to do this now to try to catch up on ratings or where WWE is like well we need to get these bona fide soup we need to get you know Roman Reigns and all these guys back down in NXT or something like that you know what I mean so hopefully it just they continue to just roll with it and and uh give us the good shows that they've been giving us um and then you know or force nxt to go travel and try to fill up big arenas because perception of it if you were flipping back and forth between the channels which i wasn't i strictly just watched aew and then i caught highlights on social media and then i watched the nxt uh the next morning like actually sat down and watched it perception of it though flipping back and forth you see a 700 people arena at full sale down in or or down in orlando or wherever the hell it's at and then you see a 20,000 seat arena you know because it's pro wrestling you have to like Mark up the number of people that are in the arena. Yeah, I was gonna say it was Perception only fourteen thousand. Yeah, you switch back and forth. AEW looks like the bigger show because it's a big arena filled with people, and then you switch to this other one. It looks like a fucking bingo hall. Well, I mean, I would, I wouldn't say it. it well, it's, yeah, it's got okay. good production value, but yeah, you can tell, and so. Um, I'm yeah. afraid the fence is gonna be like, well, look. I mean, look how much bigger they look than us. Uh, we didn't take NXT on the road. That's good shit. Let's go. Yeah, and but he's gonna at put the same time, it and it's gonna fucking suck. Sorry. I don't think AEW should be going. Uh, the arena this last week, I think, was was fine. Um, but I think they should be targeting like four to seven thousand people arenas. Just, uh, just because it's it's a lot. You know, you're you're. It's, I think that's great that you're ambitious, but now it's a weekly show and different towns. And, you know, we went to Vegas to see Double or Nothing because it was the first show. We didn't know when they were going to start traveling again. And now that we know it's weekly and, oh, eventually they're going to show up close to my town. I'm not going to have to travel out and, you know, you're not going to get these national fans from everywhere else. So I think until they can... They can, you know, hear the first month or two, that's fine. But after that, they should maybe dial it back a little bit. And yeah, maybe I'm just I know I'm not as ambitious stuff. as they am, but or as they are, but Yeah. And some of those arenas that they've like uh the Pittsburgh and the Charleston arenas where they're going. I don't think that they've sold them out. I think only I don't even think they sold out boston did they or did they? i know I they know. sold out capital one they sold out Washington pretty quick i want to say maybe boston and then they're going like philadelphia Charleston, and kind of working down that eastern seaboard kind of but so i just seen everything they announced, that they announced hasn't 
Dallas coming out too. to Dallas. Uh, so Salt Lake yeah. next stop. No. And then uh <clears throat> yeah, so I mean that was Wednesday night. I thought it was pretty good. A lot of hype around it. Um excited to see what they do next. And then we go to Friday night with the twentieth anniversary SmackDown show. A lot of hype around it. Um it was kept so- too. Yeah. What's that? A lot of hype and total, a lot of hype and total letdown. Yeah. Um, it was, it was good. The new setup was good. Uh, it started off with, uh, Becky Lynch, Baron Corbin, and The Rock. Um, always exciting to see The Rock. Uh, just something about his promos, as goofy as they might be sometimes, or as, you know, cheap pops as they are, they, they get you going. You know, he's got that it factor. And so, um, kind of bashed Corbin. I don't think it's going to really affect Corbin just because of the type of uh, character he plays. Yeah, just put more heat on him. That's all it did, which is exactly what they wanted to do. Yep. Um, But, you know, he's a a super tough dude now. (laughs) And so... Uh, yeah, that, that was good. Uh, it was a good way to start things off, I think. Um, overall, I thought it was a good show. Uh, I You could tell they cut some stuff out. So there's a, a tweet online about, you know, they announced Undertaker, and Undertaker wasn't there. And people asked about it, and Undertaker responded, I was told I wasn't needed. Um which, you know, people are going to take and run with it and say, oh, man, what, what happened there? Um, but he wasn't needed for the show. It was just kind of shitty that they'd announced him for it. Uh, if they would have put him in there, you know, it would have taken a lot of time from anywhere else. I felt like it was going to be a squash or it was going to be a screwy finish with Lesnar and Kofi. Just because when that started, there was like five minutes left in the show. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, unless they go extra, um, which they usually don't when it's on TV, uh, they got to get the shit going quick. Which, yeah, I skipped to the end of it. Uh, there was the ladder match and, and Shane McMahon, um, the, the ladder match to see who got fired. Uh, that was actually a really good match. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, and but you know we knew we knew Kale was going to win. I guess we'll see what happens to Shane. Maybe he just takes a hiatus for a while. Yeah, just goes backstage and goes camera. I'm sure. And then we had the four horsewomen, um, where Charlotte won for the team, and that earned her a title shot. Apparently at the um hell in a cell but uh let's get back to uh, i guess what people talked about mainly on smackdown was the rock coming back and then the ending which uh brock lesnar um hit kofi with one f5 and win and that was the end of it and then mysterio's music hits he comes out with Kane Velasquez, um, and then Kane 
gets into the ring and it's starts, gotta be Kane. <laughs> starts laying some shots into into Lesnar and you know Lesnar sold it pretty good where he just looks shocked like what the fuck yeah. are you doing here? Um, I'd be too if I got knocked out in the first round by that big ass dude. Like legitly uh, knocked out, not fake yeah. knocked out. <laughs> and so um, <clears throat> I guess people are shitting all over this too. I'm not because I, I get it. Like I, I've seen UFC when I did watch UFC. I was a big fan of it because of dudes like Kane. Um, so they're like, oh, who's this flabby guy or this, this and that. And it's like, okay, he might not look it, but he fucked up Lesnar legit. Like the way Lesnar looks now. Um, one thing I don't. Okay, so I, I get it now. I get why they dismantled Ray on Monday, but was there no other way to bring him in? Like, didn't they have that shared history before to where they could have just brought him in? Like, they just could have had him on that talk show they're going to do with WWE, that WWE backstage. Just be like, oh, we have special guest and former UFC champion Kane Velasquez. And then they ask him about Lesnar and be like, well, I, you know, I fucked him up already. And then Lesnar calls him out on TV and says, hey, this is, you know, come step up. And then he actually shows up. I thought that would have had the same or better effect because then you introduced the WWE Universe to Kane, who they might not know. Right? Yeah, because really, like, okay, so the crowd kind of popped for Ray because they were thought Ray was going to come. They thought Ray was coming to get retribution, right? Which is what I thought immediately when I heard Ray's music come on. I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Now, tying into Monday, I'm like, that makes sense now. Okay, cool. They actually, like, did something. And then I'll admit at first when I seen Ray walk out and then I seen the other dude, I couldn't really, like, it wasn't really focused or whatever for some reason. And I was like, oh, shit, here comes Ray and Dominic. I was like, oh, that. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's Cain Velasquez. And I'm like... That works, you know, because yeah. I think the tie-in there, obviously they're buddies and everything, but um, Ray had a hand in training Kane these last couple of years, um, helping him get prepared for his jump to pro wrestling. So he was one of the ones, and then, you know, Storm Wrestling Academy with Lance Storm and stuff, and then obviously the PC the performance yeah. center so it yeah. wasn't too big of a shock for me to see him walk out like that but it didn't up that they wanted i know that yeah i don't think it resonated like they they just assumed oh he's he's got that name power he's it's the same as um ronda rousey and brock lesnar which it's not and so um they're gonna have to they're gonna have some building up to do there um yeah. But I yeah, the big news is Lesnar is your WWE champion again. Um, we learned that there's gonna be a draft starting this Friday on SmackDown. Um continuing Monday. Yep. And so we get into Hell in a Cell. There wasn't a lot of matches officially announced really going into it. And so we kinda three. I think there was four announced, but oh. um they had they had a couple throughout the car that kind of just felt thrown together. 
Um, but with all the other stuff going on in WWE, I think Hell in a Cell kind of lost focus. And as you go through it, you kind of see that. Um, <laughs> the first Hell in a Cell match Almost between... Like- we're done this week. Can we just shut the fucking cameras off and go home? What so are we doing? The Becky Lynch, uh, Sasha Banks match. I thought it was great. I thought it was. I thought it was good. That was. It was. That was the, the highlight of the, the night. <laughs> the spots they did, uh, everything. It was smooth. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, sloppy uh, like the last Hell in a Cell match. Um, it was it, it went by pretty smooth. Um, Becky won. It makes sense for her to win, especially with the draft coming coming up. So I'm not I'm not upset with that. Um, later in the night, they had Bailey against Charlotte. Charlotte is now your ten time women's champion. Um, I think they did that to keep Becky and and Charlotte separate, which is. Is smart because they are your, they're your two most popular um, women wrestlers that you can build a program around. Yeah. Um, well, it's not surprising that they would want to have Charlotte be a champion starting the SmackDown era on Fox because she does have the star power nobody else does, to be honest, besides Becky. So, yeah. It wasn't a shock to me to see. I was actually surprised she didn't just already have it starting starting yeah. the whole debut, but it makes sense. Well, yeah, I guess we'll see who ends up where too. Like I, I don't know how much pull Fox has, but if they get a you know, get all the stars that they want and and stuff like that. And so um we'll see. And then, you know, they had like a a three-on-three tag match with the club, uh, Viking Raiders, and Braun Strowman. Um, I think that was the the Viking Raiders' first pay-per-view. I mean, that I can remember. Yeah, since they've been on the quote-unquote main roster, yeah. And like I said, there was no hype or anything, so again, just kind of makes me feel like it was just uh, thrown together. Um, and then we had the we had the tag match, uh, which I thought was actually pretty good. Following it was right after the first Hell in a Cell, and it was uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns against Luke Harper and Eric Rowan, and uh, it looked it looked pretty vicious. Like some of the some of the spots um, looked like Daniel Bryan's back was bleeding, and the spear through the table. Uh, looked like Reigns hit his shin on the hard part of the table, but um, pretty pretty good match overall. And uh, I still think it was kind of a, a stupid feud. Like I don't know if this just is is it's done and over with and how it started. Um, I guess we'll see. Uh, and then the main event. I mean, I'm sure there was other things that happened, but. What everybody's left talking about is the Hell in a Cell match between Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins. And to say it underwhelmed was, would be an understatement. Uh, right off the bat, when it started and they left the red lights on, I wasn't a fan of it. 
And I don't know how it looked like for people there because the cage is already fucking red. So they've made the cage red, and now you have red lighting. Like, I don't know if the people in attendance could even see anything. Um, so I wasn't a fan of that. I didn't think the presentation was great. Did you see that video a couple of weeks ago uh, after Raw where the Fiend came out and Rollins just went like curb stomp after curb stomp after curb stomp on him? I never seen the video, but I had read an article or something about it. It was yeah, yeah, it's during the dark segments of the match, yeah, or so, of the show, yeah, yeah. So I seen that, and it was pretty much what happened yesterday. It was like curb stomp after curb stomp after curb stomp because they couldn't keep him down, and then um, they do the whole thing with the chair and the ladder and the toolbox and the sledgehammer, and it's a referee stoppage. And, I mean, that's what I seen yesterday. People are calling it disqualification. Oh, it's disqualification. No, it was a referee stoppage. But who gives a shit? Like, why would you? It's the same thing, uh, essentially. It's like you're stopping a hell in a cell match. And then at the end of it, it's like, oh, guess he's okay. So we stopped the match for nothing. Um, yeah. And... It, dude, that was over at like so our time pay per views are usually over around nine. That was over like at eight twenty. So it was, it was a quick yeah uh, pay per view. Because honestly, I didn't I didn't watch it live last night. I like so by the time I got a chance to like okay, I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna turn hell in the cell on. I've already scoured social media to see okay well this match or this match so and by the time i did that it was well after that and it was like it's fucking over already and i'm like it's not even nine o'clock yeah so i didn't even yeah i didn't watch it till way later than that actually yeah so this was just kind of shitty and i've i've talked about it before i don't think bray wyatt needs the title I think they put him here in this aspect because he's so hot. So it's like, well, let's just put him against, you know, Seth Rollins. He's, he's, you know, the hottest thing we got right now, which, okay, but just because you're the hottest thing doesn't mean you need the title, right? He, and so, because once he has the title, what are you going to do with it? How's he going to defend it? And how's how are people going to be booked to, to lose against him? How is that going to incorporate into the uh, Firefly Funhouse? Um, and so yeah, I... They <clears throat> legitly booked this shit into the corner. Yeah. and Where so it, they don't know where they go. And, and here's another thing. If they were going to go with the referee stoppage, why didn't they just have Bray Wyatt do that to Seth Rollins? It would have made a, a lot more sense if it was the other way around. And Seth Rollins got legit, like, stretchered out. And then The Fiend was pissed because the referee stopped it instead of allowing him to, to pin him and, and win the title. And then he just starts taking out officials. Like, there you go. You, that your, you just booked it out of the corner right there. That's all I'm, it took was five minutes of legit sense. But that's yeah. my thing. If that was your thing and you could and you didn't want to put the title on him, um, or you couldn't put the title on him, whatever the reason is, why didn't you end it that way? 
in, instead of, uh, you know, doing it this way and just pissing people off. Um, God, dude, that crowd was fucking hot. Yep. I would be too if I, if I paid money because you know pay per view tickets go up a little bit of a tick for big shows like that, and I mean, good lord, especially paying like ringside seats, man, that's. I mean, unless you're the the green shirt smiley face guy that goes to fucking everything. Yeah, I just it's paid to go to shit. <laughs> I don't. I didn't like it. Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna be as pissed off or critical as some of these people are. Like, I guess canceled WWE Network was trending <laughs> last night, and so it's like you know, like yeah. I still enjoy yeah. things on the network. Uh, a lot of the stuff they put out, like the specials behind the scenes, are are actually really good. Very cool. Yeah. Um, bro. And you I'm know, not your bro. That was that was stupid. <laughs> but uh <clears throat> show the whole chronicle on Goldberg was freaking stupid, to be honest. They didn't even remotely cover the shit about Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. They just kinda said, Oh, and then it was a shot of Goldberg saying, Yeah, that wasn't what I wanted to do. Yeah. So, man, I wanted to see the backstage confrontation between you and fucking Taker that actually happened, but I wanted to see. There's no way in hell that's gonna see. You know how they show like tweets and stuff. Like I wanted to see like <laughs> one of our memes or something up there about how shitty that was. But uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nobody talked about how shit that was. Um, anyways, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. But back to the main event of Hell in a Cell. So it's gonna be really interesting to see what they do tonight on Raw because. Um, as hot as people were last night, as hot as people were on the internet, uh, people are going to be hot, uh, in Bakersfield tonight. I believe that's where it's at. Um, and they're going to be, you know, playing off of that. I, I expect there to be a lot of AW chants, a lot of, uh, shit like that. And the reasoning behind it is because, yeah, they, they pissed them off last night. And so um, I'm interested to see what they do to get out of this. There's no doubt that they will. I mean, they'll move on. The show goes on. Uh, I'm just interested to see how they handle it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess we could touch on that Goldberg Chronicle a little bit. Uh, you know, we've heard things on the confrontation between Matt Riddle and Goldberg. And honestly, it sounded a lot more badass than when you actually got to see it. They both were <laughs> the kind of Riddle explained it. It, I was like, Oh shit, that legit. That's, no, man. When you need a camera is that right then? And then they actually had a camera there and then it was just kind of like all smiley faced. And, you know, I mean, Riddle doesn't take anything serious. That's kind of his whole demeanor. And like, I was popping the whole time watching him. It was Goldberg that I was like. No, Riddle was a bitch. Like, okay, yeah, Riddle will fuck me up <laughs> and this, this and that, you know. Um, but as far as how that thing went, uh, he's just like, oh, good meeting you, bro. Like, uh, I don't know. He was a bitch. Like Goldberg was just Goldberg. But I don't know. They both were. We're kind of bitches there. Like after all the shit that was said, 
uh, how critical Riddle was of Goldberg, and they're just kind of there. Like there was, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like any animosity. It was just awkward. Um. So yeah, I mean that was that. Yeah. But uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, I was at a independent show on Saturday night. Uh, Devotion Championship Wrestling held their show out of the Gateway in Salt Lake City, Utah, and uh, it was Halloween Bash. <clears throat> and it was actually a really good show. Um, we we just got the general admission tickets. I went with my kids, but uh, everything's right there, right there in front of you. Uh, they involved the crowd. They had uh, Halloween costume contests. Um, they were sponsored by Rockstar Energy Drinks, so people got free Rockstars. Uh, they had merch tables. Uh, Katarina from Impact, formerly known as uh, Katie Lee Birchhill from WWE, was there. Um, uh, Marty the Moth, uh, he made a surprise appearance. Uh, kind of got involved a little bit with the title match between Manny Lemons and Big Vig. And Manny Lemons, um, who we had on last week before the show, is your new DCW champion. Um, Good match, uh, good interactions with the fans and and the crowd. And uh, I will definitely be uh, to another show. Maybe we'll see how my schedule looks. I might go to the November 2nd one, but... um, Really good presentation, really good fan interaction. Uh, For those of you in the Salt Lake area or nearby, I highly recommend you go to one of these shows. Um, What's what's interesting there is, so uh, UCW Zero, which we've gone to one of the shows before. So some of these guys that we've seen on UCW Zero are are with Devotion now. Um, and it's right there in Salt Lake, right? UCW Zero had its own um, show that night called Incarceration, which, you know, I haven't seen yet, but I hope it was great. It it seems like it's one of their more popular shows with the cage match and stuff like that. So um, hope I I wish them success as well. But there seems to be some, some animosity between the, the two groups, um, I think, which is 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 great for the fans there, but what probably isn't great for um, everybody is so that show was held the same day, and now on November second, um, they're doing it again. They're doing it again. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because UCW Zero's having Collision Course. Um, it, and then what's devotions? I haven't, pain, I personally, pain's haven't giving. Seen. oh, pain's giving, yeah, duh. I, I, I remember pain's giving, and then and is so, it gonna be at the gateway uh, too? It's they're yeah. always at the gateway, okay. And so, yeah. so I guess, I guess the issue there is like, you know, just talking to Manny is a lot of you know they don't own the venue so it's just what's available and they plan their stuff accordingly i don't know what the situation with ucw zero is like if they're do- <laughs> they're doing it on purpose or if they're in the same boat but 
it would just it would make sense to me not to have to make the the fans choose in that area and just like having one one weekend and having another the next weekend and you could get both fans at at, at both places uh, to be honest but um, so yeah. did we just did we just start the uh the the Utah County Wars? Is that what we just started? <laughs> no. I, I don't think there's a war. The I Promised just... Land Wars? I mean what would no. we call it? No. The um, Temple War? Just stop, Cody. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just you know, it I think it'd be it'd be they they'd probably have a little bit more success if they were able to i don't know how much you know they're not able to but uh if they were able to not book on the same dates they don't have to you know like each other or acknowledge each other but if they didn't book on the same dates you could you could take you know the same crowd um but uh devotion had a good crowd it had good fan interaction you could tell that there were some that were diehards or some that were probably wasn't their first show and some that probably been there through all of the shows that they've held and so um you know i'm I'm happy for manny like he seems like a really great dude got to talk with him um I'm happy for what that promotion was able to do, and some of the wrestling they put on was was really really good. Um, and then Marty doing that surprise appearance was was actually pretty awesome too. And some of the people there, like because Marty had been there, like I seen them, and I was like, oh shit, that's Marty. Um, I don't know if if they were just being respectful, but I don't think a lot of people recognized him because he was just in his normal getup. Yeah, and, and they're probably so used to seeing him in that area if they're Utah wrestling fans. That's probably not the first time they've seen Martin Casals. Yeah, but like so nobody they probably was going were just up like, to him or acknowledging him funny. or anything. And he's like standing by me, um, and I'm sitting down. I'm like, "Hey, Marty, you know, good to see you. This, this, and that." And he 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 seen my shirt, and he's like, "Hey, man, I like your shirt." And I told him, I was like, "Yeah, I'm." I'm from that podcast. Like we had you on a couple weeks ago. He's like, Oh really? And then, you know, we talked a little bit. Um, he says he hasn't checked his PO box by the way. Uh, Oh, well, if he would have, he could have been wearing a (laughs) UWP shirt. Yeah. But, um, he, he, uh, told him he shirt was on the way or, or was there already. So maybe he'll check it out this week. But, uh, we also get I got Manny his his uh his shirt, customized shirt, which says unprofessional guest on the back in lime green. And also that also says zest for life. Yep. Um but uh we, good show. We shared like the YouTube did you share the loop? Yeah, oh, shit. The YouTube link this morning because they just put out the show this morning on YouTube on Devotion Championship Wrestling's YouTube page, and I actually watched the show this morning. Yeah, I believe I did. Um, I, I shared the link on our Facebook page, um, but for those of you who don't follow us on Facebook, you can check them out on on YouTube. Um, they post uh, all their shows online afterwards. 
they had a pretty good camera setup. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was a different venue, I think, than they've done before, but it was still there at the gateway. Um, it was it was an old store that, or dude, a lot of those stores at the gateway are shut down now, and so it was mm-hmm. one of those one of those shops. But um, good setup. My kids had a blast. You know, they got to meet wrestlers. Yeah. They got to sit up on the apron of the ring. Um, it was it was really cool. It was really fun. No, and they didn't take any bumps. So that won't be my last. What's that? They didn't take any bumps. They didn't. No, they didn't take any bumps. Um, my my son Diego, he he asked Manny Lemons for his lemon at the end of the show, and so he came back to Idaho with a lemon, and he thinks it's the coolest thing ever. So there's that. Like- like the one that he like used to lemon up with, or the... no, he had another one after the show. Oh, oh okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, they. So if you watch the YouTube link, you will see a section to your left where a lot of the hottest merch in the game, the unprofessional merch, off the end of the screen. I thought that was kind of cool to see. So just putting that plug out there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I, I, I got some recognition out there. Um, people that follow us on Instagram, uh, I met another guy from, I, I, I believe he told me it was turnbuckle trash podcast. Turnbuckle trash talk. Yeah. He looks like he's been around. Like, yeah, he said he'd reach out to us. So, yep. Um, But yeah, it was it was cool. It was it was great to add to my wrestling week. Um, you know, this week we'll we'll probably do another show for Friday. Um, I'm interested to see what happens on Raw based on this whole Hell in a Cell debacle. Um, we get uh, NWA Power on YouTube on Tuesday nights, and we get. Impact Wrestling, I believe it's new tapings. I I think it starts this week on Tuesday nights on Access TV, and then uh, we again uh, again get the Wednesday night wars between NXT and AEW on Wednesday night. So we'll be covering some of that stuff, uh, maybe a little bit of a preview of what's what we think might happen on the draft on SmackDown based on some of the stuff that happens tonight on raw. So, uh, that's all I got. You know, we'll do another show Thursday. We'll try to keep it short and sweet for you guys. Um, and yeah, stay unprofessional. And now for the moment you've been waiting for, it is time for the golden minute. With yours truly, the Golden Rooster. Hello, everybody. It is I, the Golden Rooster, the Gallo Dorado, or as most of you ladies know me, the Golden Gak. And today, for the Golden Minute, I am going to promote the Lucha Extravaganza. The Golden Lucha Extravaganza, since these fucking marks didn't. 
you know, they talk about the biggest week in wrestling and they leave the biggest event that happened. Fucking marks. This last week, yours truly, the golden rooster, put on a showcase. And if you were up early in the morning, you seen it on the cartel channel. This next week, I am in a special match called Pin the Boot on the Jackass, where I put my fucking boot up a jackass's ass. Not just any jackass. These fucking luchadors going to be wearing a Cody mask. Not Cody from AEW. Cody from the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. It is going to be bloody. So tune in to the Cartel Channel to see me put some boots up some jackasses. A rato. Thank you for joining us. And remember to stay professional.